Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off the weight of the world and the gift. Because the gift was sitting in the back of the closet for a while, so it got dusty. Wait, is this, is this one where like dusty. Katie Holmes is totally like naked? Is that a movie? Yep. All right. We're hitting that movie I haven't watched extra early this time. <laughs> yep. And then there's that other one that has Jason Bateman that's also called The Gift. Doubling up. Doubling up. <laughs> How many movies called The Gift can I think of that Kristen has a third of? <laughs> I have two. Ooh, All of them. A third. That's it. <laughs> we asked and you answered and Mike has no idea. Huh? It's a stacker surprise. Whoa. Oh, no, Mike. What? Jinx is out of ideas. He needs to pay tribute to Glorificus, but can't think of any unique descriptions of her splendidness. So I asked the stackers (laughs) to send us some (laughs) glory-worshipping nicknames for the hell god before she kills poor little Jinxie. Oh. We got some great feedback all on Facebook. Kyle sent us a couple. Uh, I'm hitting just the greatest hits because we got so many. We'd be here for a long time. Uh, Kyle sent most ingenious, incredible incarnation. Ooh. Oh, Oracle of the originally opalescent. Ooh. I'm just pretending these are all about me. So it's really nice. Very nice. And your ravenous and regal royalness. Ooh. That's alliteration. Uh, yeah, we, we were having some fun on Facebook with, uh, the alphabet. (laughs) All 20 something letters of it. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Amy had, oh, thou quintessential queen. Ooh. And then Kirsten was definitely Kirsten or Kirsten. I'm apologize if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, but I'm gonna go with Kirsten, uh, was the winner with just a billion D, uh, nicknames for glory. Some of the greatest hits include, her celestial sumptuousness, Ooh. her supreme sexiness. <laughs> I don't know if, if Jinx called her that. It might. I can imagine for some great awkward silence. Of like, sorry. <laughs> and all the other minions just look at him like, uh, uh t- too much. Jinx has to go to HR for yep. actually harassing his boss. HR minion. <laughs> yeah. I imagine that would be only only minion to wear glasses. Yes. Uh, Kirsten also had most bodacious body having one. <laughs> I like that one. Your hollowed hypersonic highness. Ooh. My key seeking kaleidoscopic kicker of ass. <laughs> oh, supreme sovereign of all and sundry. Oh, oh sundry. Yeah, I like, I like that. that one. And then my favorite, my part time penis having princess. <laughs> It makes it sound like she's punching a clock as a penis. Like <laughs> this is Ben time. Yep. Thanks, guys, for uh, playing Thank with you. us and for surprising Mike with your answers. And I, I like to apply all of those to myself, except for the part-time penis having one. <laughs> we don't, we don't need to know that much about your personal life. <laughs> Full time. <laughs> oh, 
Lindgren. There it is. Now let's head into the Sunnydale Stacks and open the books on the weight of the world. So Glory has the key and should be thrilled. Yeah. But she's not. You know, it's, you know, sometimes you get everything you want and it's just, it's just not, it's just it doesn't empty. Do it for you. It's just yeah. empty. The real prize is not the key. It's friendship. Because friendship is magic. Yep. So the Scoobies are ready to flee the gas station in Ben's hot wired car. Hmm. Giles doing much better very quickly. Yeah. That's one thing I do have to like these last two episodes. Like you had a nearly fatal injury. Almost died. To the torso. And you seem to get over it right quick. <laughs> well, I don't need him to be hurt anymore. Yeah. Meanwhile, Buffy is taking a vacation from her brain. She just needed a break. She's, she's, she's gone all catatonic. She can't take it. It's way too much. Just. Mm-hmm. Too much this whole season. Uh, so Willow, Willow's powers here mm-hmm. kind of take a step up pretty quickly. Yeah. Xander and Spike get in a fight and Willow physically separates them. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, like physically, but with her brain yeah. forces them apart. Taking charge. She's, you know, she's mm-hmm. got, she's the girl with the plan. Now you see why in season six they say, oh yeah, we made you the boss of us. <laughs> She takes on that role pretty readily. It reminds me of, um, there's a couple moments early on in the series with like, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Like, Get the hell out of my library. <laughs> I just yep. kept thinking of that quote. <laughs> uh, Spike reminds them, you know, what are we going to do? Because Ben is glory. I love this scene so much. <laughs> and no one has any idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I cannot, I mean... Oh, the outtakes there must be. Oh, yeah. Like, just, I'd be terrible. I'd be like, I broke again. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta do one more time. Nope. Laughed again. Ben's with glory. They're working together. <laughs> we get the very best line. Is everyone here very stoned? <laughs> and of course, Giles is repeated. Do we suspect that there may be some sort of connection between <laughs> Ben and glory? I love that very much in like in the uh, his dream sequence. He's still like the intelligent one, even in like a very odd situation where like he can't be smarter than the magic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, crazy people are building the tower. Yeah, it's you know it's it's a nice uh, kind of bit of recycling on Glory's part. She's like, I made these people crazy, and now I'm using them to build this tower. I'm using all the parts of the crazy person. <laughs> I wonder if there's any amount of like, I ate certain people's brains because they have a background in construction. Because yeah, you, if he ate my brain and handed me a hammer. I'd, I'd build you a, a hell of a theatrical flat. <laughs> yeah, That's right? about all I have experienced building ever. And even that, that's, it's been a couple. It's been a while. It's been, do it. It's been a while. Thank you. <laughs> a shelf. I think I could build you a good, like a, maybe a spice rack. <laughs> There's just a thousand spike racks up to the spot. <laughs> so Don's all sad, and Glory is strangely actually trying to help, mm-hmm. despite you know being the cause of the sadness. Yeah. Uh, so somewhat, I feel like. There's some sort of, this is in no way what the writers intended, but it mm. be. It's kind of funny that Glory's like maybe kind of gaslighting her a little bit. 
Yeah. Like almost like an abusive relationship. Like mm-hmm. I'm the cause of your sorrow, but sweetie, what's wrong? Uh, nope. A little bit. Glory, I, I'm not on your side on this one. No, I think you're kind of being a jerk. I, I think I think you're a bad person. Bad God, go to your room. <laughs> Donnie laying down the law. Don't mm-hmm. call me Donnie. Although she does the thing where she talks through her teeth, but yeah. don't call me Donnie. That that's one way I feel like it's more justified. Yeah. Uh, and Gloria with the like, that actually hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, so again, we're not supposed to like Glory. Mm-hmm. She's obviously the bad guy. And this isn't like gray area, black eyed mm-hmm. willow bad guy, but yeah. like, I still love you. Like, Glory mm-hmm. it wants to bring him on the end of the world. She's just bad. But Claire Kramer is doing, I think, a really good job here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really like the delivery of like, that actually hurt my feelings. Don going, I'm sorry, like, not the point. Like, she just does a very good job of being totally self-centered mm-hmm. in a very, like, realistic way. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm I'm all about me, and how dare you, you know, rip my dress when I'm mm-hmm. trying to kill you? That's yeah. rude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it could very easily turn into something that's, like, campy and and nonsensical in a way. But I think she it, it's grounded while being totally bizarre right it's a little heightened because of the situation Mm -hmm. but her delivery the fact that it's pretty um pretty toned down it's not totally low-key it makes it funnier yeah like it's 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 somewhat matter of fact right exactly spike goes to glory's and finds ben's room which is creepy I and I do not remember this scene. I don't either. I, I wonder if it was something that was like cut from some of the syndicated versions because I could totally see that. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like you, it's not until this moment that you think about like, oh yeah, Ben wouldn't have slept in her like floral pretty no. bre- bed. But instead, he sleeps in basically the room from Room. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it's, it's super depressing. So bare bones. Yeah. Like I wonder when, when they like figured that out. If there was like. Do they have like a minion they go to as like their standard arbitrator on like those kinds of things where it's just like, okay, for the house, who's going to pay for groceries? I who's always, gonna- I think it's Smurfette. She mm-hmm. just seems like the one, like, yeah. you know, she was doing the mending. She just mm-hmm. seems like the one that's like, your job is to deal with Ben, Smurfette. Yeah. Just deal with him. Try not to get in his pants. She yeah. wants totally in his pants. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Ben's been around these minions long enough, you know, it might be like a Tarzan situation where you know he's like fucking those apes. I feel like prepubescent Ben, when you're at that age, will like you'll fuck anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He might have fucked like anything. Lifted up them robes. <laughs> oh, it's all scabby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Willow puts herself in a trance to enter Buffy's brain. And like quickly, she like just sits across from her and it like makes eye contact and like and she's there. She's she's like I'm not I'm not wasting any time with this shit. Leaves and bounds this episode. Yeah, well, it's like I've accessed the darkest magics a couple episodes ago. We saw her go then, upstairs, yeah. so yes. Yeah, she went she went to the dreaded upstairs, so it's no turning back <laughs> now. Yes. Then we get Bitty Buffy. I think even more amazing, we get Hank Summers. <laughs> I know. Apparently, it wasn't that hard to get him back. Yeah. They just, yeah. Hank Summers. I, I remember that he came back for normal again. I did not remember yeah. this. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, that, 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 he would have been there. Sure. Yeah. He that, existed as a character. You have screen. a hard time explaining why he was not there to bring home his second born from the hospital. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's on a business trip in 
Asia. <laughs> Joyce and Hank are bringing Dawn back. I do like Betty Buffy turning to Willow. Doesn't she look funny? Like a wrinkly old grandpa. <laughs> oh, God. When she says to her mom, like, can I take care of her sometimes? Crying. <laughs> crying so hard. All the crying. I'm not PMSing. It's just really, really touching. <laughs> Whoa, Buffy. I understand. None of this really happened because Dawn's not real. Giles is released from the hospital. Uh, Spike suggests... Is this scene weird to you? Which one? Where Spike shows up to the hospital right as Giles is being released. It seems like a lot of um, rearranging their furniture. Yeah, it does seem a little bit like we need to get everything done. So even though it kind of is weird to have them meet at the hospital, we have to show that, but we don't want to shoot another scene. Yeah, like I I buy Xander waiting for Giles because, you know, he almost died. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, he might get sepsis. But I feel like Spike is more the type to be like, I did this, and now I want to go talk to Doc. Not, I'm going to check in with Giles and Xander. Tell them what I'm found. And why are you bringing Xander to Doc's with you? What is he going to do? Yeah, I mean, it ends up being good because as this episode, next episode uh, shows, he can't take Doc on his own. No, he cannot. Uh, But yeah, it's a really... Yeah, it... It, it seems like there's a scene or a line missing that kind of explains why he felt the need to check in with them. Right. Like, if you went back to the magic shop, okay. Sure. That I get. That's, like, kind of home base. It seems weird that he'd be going to check in with them at the hospital before they presumably just go back to the magic shop. Right. But we do get that great line, Ben subletting? <laughs> and then Spike opting for the pain in order to... uh Smack Xander. Yep. It's a great moment. This is going to be worth it. Uh, Willow sees Buffy's vision quest. Mm -hmm. Death is your gift. Can you return it? (laughs) You're so proud right now. You wouldn't make eye contact. (laughs) You knew what you did. Yeah. I really will scam. (laughs) You will scam. So Gloria is feeling human emotions and just mm-hmm. doesn't, it's, uh, yeah. it's not handling that well. Oh, that's gotta suck. I mean, I agree. Human emotions could be the worst. Oh, uh, so I could just turn them off. Oh, <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> uh, it, back in Buffy's vision, she smothers Dawn with the pillow saying, Jeff is my gift. Not at all creepy. Nope. Mm-mm. It's like they're having a pillow fight. <laughs> And Dawn is definitely losing. <laughs> she's, I mean, she is pretty, she's a little scrawny and Buffy is the slayer. She would win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ben shows up and only thinks of himself. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Dawn tries to get Wait, him to- was he, was he talking to Riley? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Low blow. <laughs> I wonder if they ever considered making Riley like the Ben character. That Riley is secretly Glory? Yeah. How would that work? She's been in his like presence for more than like six hours. He would have turned in front of her. She would have forgotten. But Glory would have had to have been around for more than a season. I mean, only if we make that the mythology. All right. Like I'm saying, like from the beginning of the season. Yeah. Because you know you're going to have this changing God. And if you feel the need to keep Riley on for as long as you did. 
But that would have been something for him to do. He would have yeah. had a point. I don't think we need to kill the boyfriend twice. Because that would raise him to the angel level. They still, they still mm. broke up. Yeah. And then it's like, are how, are you sure you're you're dealing with this right? Are you make, making these connections because this is your ex that you're mad at, or because you're mad that you're like if it's like Willow or Xander being like, oh, I think that somehow Riley is connected to Glory. It's like, no, this is just like what you did with Angel. Maybe. I was thinking, you know how Buffy would have killed Glory real fast mm-hmm. is if she was uh, also Parker. <laughs> and then it would just be like, okay, so one punch you did because you just, you got that Slayer rage going. What was Parker's last name? Abrams. Abrams. So it, it, it looks like Parker Abrams can lose. You feel, you feel, I got it. You feel good about that one? That Parker Lewis can't lose. Correct. Because he was the better TV version of Ferris Bueller. Oh, them's them strong words. No, better than the TV version of Ferris Bueller. Oh, not better yeah. than like the movie no. Ferris Bueller. I gotcha. I gotcha, gotcha. But of, of TV Ferris Bueller's, he was better than the TV Ferris Bueller. I understand where you're going. Yeah. yeah. So Dawn tries to get Ben to help her escape. And at first he's all like focused on like, oh my God, I killed those guys. It was awful. Mm-hmm. I have no sympathy for you. Um, but then like you must have known. At least some of this was going on. Yeah, I mean, you he, knew she murdered people. He brought the queller to like clean up mm-hmm. the people she ate. Which that is one thing I think you could maybe give him a little bit more slack now. If you if you can assume that he somehow knew Glory would later use the crazy people to help her, yeah, give him a little bit more slack about the queller. But I don't think that's really established. I don't think he knew that. I think and it's I think like oh, these crazy people, yeah. let's kill them. Yeah, then and that's like that's such a weird roundabout way to do it. If you're gonna be like killing her helpers, kill the minions. Don't kill the crazy people. So I, I was like, oh, maybe this kind of, but eh. yeah, I don't know the terms for the different um, like categories of moral justifications that mm-hmm. people have. Yeah. I'd be interested for someone to analyze Ben in this way. Yeah, because his like his priorities are not moral yeah it's it's very strange because it's it it very much seems like he's i don't know if you want to call optimistic or he's he's in no way altruistic because like his whole like even i want to be a doctor and saves save lives isn't really about saving lives it's about being close to people or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's it's weird because he definitely wants to think him of himself as the good guy yeah but I guess in comparison to Glory, you're kind of default. The of the two people in that body, you're the better one. But you're the better. Not but by that's much. Just, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then he does decide. Hey, I have a job. I have a life, and I'll help you escape. Mm-hmm. You know, again, not. It's not really about like. No. Because you're just a girl, and this is wrong. Yeah, and like I shouldn't. You you shouldn't die for my weird body share and whatever sister you want to call it kill um, yourself buddy yeah not you or, ben <laughs> i was like oh chris did i thought <laughs> i thought after so many seasons of the podcast for that parker lewis joke i just can't oh, let it go no. <laughs> michael can lose <laughs> uh so spike and xander go to dock uh where xander finally remembers the ben glory body switch yep 
Uh, this, I mean, this is a really creepy scene. Yeah. You know, the, I just love Joel Gray as Doc. He's so great. I wish he'd come back because there's, I mean, why, why can't he? He could survive that. He, he was, survived. It, uh, yeah. yeah, he's a demon. He's weird. He's got that go go yeah. gadget tongue. Ah, uh, go go gadget tongue. <laughs> uh, he's got a sword. Spike can tell that he was protecting this box behind him, so mm-hmm. they fight. And um, Doc throws the box, and then Spike grabs the box out of the fire. Right. And it's interesting because he's like priorities. He does that as Xander's still scuffling mm-hmm. before helping Xander. I mean, it's it's Spike. it's Spike. But I also think that it might not be just a purely like fuck him. It might be like, ooh, this is important. This might save the world. Yeah. Like you, you might get hurt, but yeah. this might save the world. If yeah. uh, you know old. Uh, Bob the Builder there gets killed. It'll suck. You know, mm-hmm. Buffy will be sad and I'll be sad because of that. But the uh, world won't end. Yeah. I'll still have Manchester United and cigarettes. Uh, Xander stabs Doc, who lives. Yep. We, With a know. very X Filesy eye opening. Yes. Looks super X Filesy. Although I also think it would be great, given Joel Gray's musical uh, history, if just as his eyes opened, you just heard one. Singular sensation, every single move you make. Yep. So yeah, so Ben is helping Don escape. Mm-hmm. He should have changed first. He's still wearing the glory robe. It's a bit conspicuous. A little bit. I mean, I know it's Sunnydale, and they've seen a lot, yeah. but I don't think they're up to dudes and dresses yet. And I don't know because it seems like the minions also are getting around pretty. Yeah, people in Sunnydale just don't give a shit. It's like I'm not actively being attacked right now. It's fine. Uh, Don knocks out Ben. Yeah, that is the smartest thing anyone's mm-hmm. done in like twelve episodes. Yep. I'm just so proud of her here. Like, yeah. thank you. Yes, that's exact. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Glory w- wakes up before Don can actually escape. And you kind of get a Glory versus Ben argument that you can't really fight because it's the same body. Mm -hmm. And Glory convinces Ben that it's in his best interest to bring Dawn back to the Minions. And I know Ben defenders, if there are any Ben vendors out there, um, will say like, oh, well, he's being influenced by Glory's side. So he's becoming more selfish. Like, yeah. But he also could have done a lot of things well before that started happening. Yes. So just the fact that he went the one step further, I think you could definitely make the argument it probably would have happened either way. I think so, too. That's interesting. I've never considered the fact like his emotions have started Mm -hmm. to affect Glory. And I've never considered the fact that therefore her more evil side Mm -hmm. had also started to affect him. But, yeah, I don't see this as a symptom of that because he's acted so selfishly in the most recent past and his whole existence if he had any i mean his number one concern seems to have been me surviving Mm -hmm. i need to survive me if he had any concern for other people he there are so many different things he would have done earlier and i mean yeah it's gotta suck like growing up with that situation but i think he would be a more sympathetic character if he was like 18 sure he's like 25 i think by that point no matter what your life experience is, it is I feel like there's got to be something morally inside of you that should question that. I mean, who knows? Maybe, gr- maybe the minions brainwashed him to some degree, but not that much of a degree. I mean, I think it's really interesting if you look at Ben psychologically and, mm-hmm. and you try to put yourself in his shoes of yeah. like, you grow up for 25 years 
and your life's not about you. Your mm-hmm. your life is not only half spent as this other person, but you're being raised by these minions who worship her and it's all about her and you're you're a mistake mm-hmm. and you're a symptom. And I can imagine that psychologically like your instinct is to be like, "No, I I yeah. have wants and needs and mm-hmm. things that I need." Um and might be why he's so not altruistic because he's those things mm-hmm. have never been afforded to him. Yeah. Um, I'm not excusing it. I'm mm-hmm. just saying if this were real, it'd make for an interesting case study. You know what I think would be an interesting scene? And I feel like if this was made now as like a Netflix series, I'm sure this would be a scene that would exist. Um, cause it seems like right in the place of like any of the like Marvel Netflix series, a flashback to maybe like a teenage Ben. Mm. Uh, rebelling against like the, the glory stuff and trying to like go his own way and do something that they don't want him to do. And then him being forced to see like a bunch of the minions kill somebody that he knew or that was like involved in what he did and, and like make it something where it's like he has no choice because no matter what he does, this horrible stuff's going to happen. Yeah. Like, and then I think that would make him a little bit more sympathetic because you could feel him being a little bit more trapped. Yeah. But since they never do anything like that, you can assume stuff like that might have happened. There's mm-hmm. nothing to say it didn't. Because that doesn't happen, you don't get the sense of you haven't tried everything to stop this. Yes. I I you know, I I've, I've been really curious about Ben's total backstory mm-hmm. as I've been going through this season and it's um I would think I would have appreciated a flashback or two. Yeah. Just and now that we know that that they've been sharing a body for 25, 24 years, yeah. whatever. Um, that's, it raises so many questions that mm-hmm. it'd be interested, interesting to get a peek into yeah. and might make Ben a little more sympathetic. He doesn't necessarily need to be sympathetic. He's yeah. a turd. I, I think I would find it more interesting if there was a little bit more sympathy in him just because Gloria is so obviously evil. Mm-hmm. To be feel a little bit worse about Ben. It might even make the moment that comes later with Giles. A I think that bigger. way would help that too. Yeah. yeah. Willow keeps seeing the same moment of Buffy putting away a book. I don't know why, but every time I see this, I mistakenly think, oh, yeah, that's when um, Dawn was invented. Oh, interesting. I always think that. I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's not it. But every time I watch this episode, hmm. that's what I think. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's different. Like that was actually six months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Willow finally asks her why this moment was important. And Buffy says, this is when I quit. She realized that Glory will beat me. And in that moment, I wanted it. I wanted it over. I killed Dawn thinking it made it happen. I feel like something that, yeah, that's when you've been through that, at some point, you're going to just mentally give up. Yeah. She's been through a lot. And then this, like this year, especially, everything's just really rough. Yes. And Willow says that, you know, this is guilt and it's valid, but your sister is alive. And we have to save her. So snap out of it. And she does. Yay. So I always forget this episode exists. Yeah. Um, this is what I always think Spiral is the RV episode. Mm-hmm. And the weight of the world is the gas station episode. And then we go right into the gift. Ah, uh, yeah. That like after they leave the gas station, mm-hmm. that's when they're like, okay, plan. Mm-hmm. How are we going to get back John? Um, I feel like that could have been what happened. I don't, I really think this visiony stuff was yeah. in the same way that I 
feel about the um, vision of the first Slayer, mm. it was really not needed. I don't think we learned anything new. I don't think it served anything than maybe just being a little stretching out the time or maybe a little self-serving for the writers, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it helped the show at all. Yeah. I mean, I get it from a a viewpoint of, cause I I know it's kind of like sketchy that the history of like, cause this was considered, you know, these were the last two episodes of the WB, which they called the series finale, even though I think at this point they knew that they were already going to UPN, but like in the sense of making it the, it more final. This is the kind of like actory scene you'd, you'd want to do where you're like having, you know, flashbacks and you're, um, describing this big important moment that's all like in your head in- internally. But I, yeah, I think more than just not having, it, I think it could have been like what you were saying, like spiral and way of the world is basically RV episode, gas station episode. This could have happened in the gas station mm. and could have been much shorter. This could have just been like, or like in the background as other things are going on mm-hmm. that maybe once they get to the, to the, to the gas station that, that Buffy kind of breaks down. And even though I, I understand it makes more sense that it's triggered by losing Dawn. I think there's other ways to justify it. You could have the Knights of Byzantium take Dawn. You could have any number of things happen that kind of trigger her to break down like this, mm-hmm. have that happen in the background or towards the end, or maybe just slightly abbreviate what happens in the, and the solo gas station episode and have this be the tail end mm-hmm. and still structurally be the same. But yeah, I just, yeah, I, I agree that it doesn't need to be its whole own episode. And I just kind of feel that way about this episode. I mean, I'm jumping to the end here, but I feel mm-hmm. like this way about the entire episode that the stuff about like Spike and Xander getting the spell mm-hmm. details from the box from Docs. Yeah. I mean, you could have had head Beryllium Knight general dude. Yeah. Um, say the name of the spell, and that's mm. what why or Giles is suddenly able to look it up. They find it in one of the books the clerics had. Sure, that would be great. There's Perfect. Any, any number of ways they could get at that would be you know diegetic to the story. Yeah, the only thing that I find interesting in this episode is the Glory Ben stuff, mm-hmm. and so I I would just really I don't care for the Vision catatonic stuff. Yeah. There's no new information there. I would rather learn more about. Ben and Glory in this body sharing mm-hmm. thing that's going on. And like you said, some flashbacks would be cool. Yeah. Uh, so the gang all catches up at the magic shop. Glory is going to open a door to all the universes via a ritual bloodletting with Dawn. But some might be nice universes. <laughs> there might be, there could be a unicorn rainbow uh, universe. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's going to, you know, explode with the other xenomorph uh, universes. Yeah. Xenomorph unicorn. And the only way to stop it is to kill Dawn. <gasps> Credits. To be continued. Well, they don't, they don't say it to be continued. I no. guess it's just assumed. Yeah. You, you, you're watching the show. You, you're probably going to want to find out what happens. <laughs> so what's the lesson in The Weight of the World? It's okay to feel bad. Mm-hmm. So long as it's temporary and you pull yourself out of it. You could even make the argument that like... It's necessary to feel those things. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, then you just act like Ben does in this episode. Yeah. And you push it down and, you know, are complicit in child murder. Lose your humanity. That's yep. great. Yeah, I like that. Oh. So what do you think of this one? Um, well, I think we, we already kind of touched on it. It's, yeah. it's not that I d- dislike it. I don't think, I, I, I don't mind the vision stuff as much as you do. I mean, I actually think the visual of Buffy smothering Dawn is, is, you know, 
a powerful one enough to kind of justify a lot of it. But I do feel like it doesn't need to be its whole own episode. Mm-hmm. You know, second to last episode of the season. I feel like, yeah, I would have rather had stuff in Spiral fleshed out more. Some Ben Glory backstory stuff fleshed out more. I feel like you still could have accomplished the story things you needed to to get to the next episode pretty quickly um, without exactly how they did it this way. But that being said, I don't think this is a terrible episode. It's still enjoyable to me, just not an essential episode. Mm-hmm. I I pretty much said what I I don't really enjoy this episode. I just it kind of feels like wow, there's a lot going on and you are dragging your feet. Mm. Uh, so I usually skip this one. Okay. I think it's time to take a break and hear from our sponsor. Hey, Dross, where can I go to find the most immaculate home builders in this unworthy dimension? Well, Detritus, have you tried the elegantly ideal services of the Divine Glorificus's company? Nuthouses by Glory? Why, no. But if it bears the flawless name of the resplendent one, then there is no alternative. You said it, Detritus. According to her infinite and gorgeous wisdom, Nuthouses by Glory enslaves the finest insane workers to complete her utopian designs that are not cobbled together from random scraps in any way, and if one were to even suggest as much, they should spill their undeserving blood before the naughty thoughts suggesting one's rapturous feet. (laughs) Yes, yes they should. But Dross, may I dare ask what the absolutely tactfully named Nuthouses by Glory can do with my utterly deficient old home? I'm glad you asked, Detritus. In her celestial grace, the enticingly aromatic one has deigned to offer her defectless demolition service. That sounds literally perfect. Yes, she is. She can instantly tear down a wall. Uh, somehow. Of course. I see from my disgusting and unsuitable eyes that everyone should use nuthouses by glory. Nuthouses by glory. When you have perfection, why go with anything else, you wretched worm? It's time to put the weight of the world back on the shelf and open the books on the gift. And I wish I could just put the weight of the world back on the shelf. <laughs> right. Get that shit off my shoulders. So I asked our stackers to share their stories about watching the gift for the first time, and they mm. did not disappoint. On Twitter, at Mars Fandom said, The station I watched Buffy on spoiled the ending of the ep by putting her gravestone in the promos for the episode. Ugh. I was so upset that Buffy was going to die. I <sighs> cried just after seeing the promo. was so annoyed that the Ending got spoiled, but I still remember loving the episode and still finding the ending so upsetting. Like, even if you're going to make a spoilery thing, don't show literally the last shot. This astounds me that networks can do this without, like, the writer's permission. I find, like, in stuff I've read, not only about Buffy, but other, like, shows, especially in the early 2000s, WB, UPN, were fucking terrible about Mm. this. Like... Not only spoiling, but misrepresenting shows. Like, you can find, like, promo things that suggest... And I think CW even still kind of does this sometimes. Where it suggests things that happen in the episode that do not happen in the episode. Oh, wow. Like, I I remember seeing something once about... um, Not that I guess anybody is probably that upset. But if you remember the show Charmed? Yeah. They literally advertised an episode of... As uh, Alyssa Milano, as Lady Godiva. And she only dresses as Lady Godiva as a protest at the very end of the episode. Oh, that's... That's terribly It's almost like they aren't 
the people like cutting together promos should not be people that have never seen the show yeah. or the episode. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, it seems like they're given some clips and they just kind of like cobble together the story they can sell. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. I I have some bad feelings towards that. I feel like networks in general are just pretty much terrible. <laughs> On Facebook, Paul said, I thought the move to UPN was a hoax that Joss perpetuated because he's a jerk. (laughs) Especially with the WB message afterwards, thanking Buffy for the show. Are you telling me that Joss Whedon wouldn't do that just to mess with all of us? (laughs) I think he's absolutely right. (laughs) Just like trying to pretend like, oh, no, there's totally going to be like another season or two. Just to break your heart, because that's what Joss does to Mm -hmm. us. Megan says, I remember crying my eyes out thinking Buffy was over. I'm pretty sure I didn't realize it had moved to a new station until season six was halfway through. And then I spent several episodes wondering how on earth they were going to explain how Buffy came back to life, immediately followed by frustration that they couldn't bring Joyce or any other dead characters back. Mm. But then they did a musical number and all was right with the world. (laughs) That fixes I, everything. I have heard from several people that they felt that the advertisement about it moving to a new network mm-hmm. was poorly done. So yeah. I've heard from a lot of people that they stopped watching after season mm-hmm. five because they did not know it went on. That's so silly because I feel like the advertising for that is so much easier than, you know, definitely for a new show. But I also feel like if you're, I mean, like if you're watching Buffy on, it was originally on UPN. It was originally on WB, moved to UPN. Now they're both the same network, so it's really confusing. It is very confusing. If you're like the WB, you're like, I don't want to advertise a show on the UPN. And if you're advertising on UPN, well, Buffy fans aren't necessarily watching shows on that network. I guess. I I don't. I just. I I guess maybe WB, in order to try to boost ratings for their finale, probably wouldn't have accepted ads from UPN. But I don't know. I feel like they should have been able to find something to advertise in that would have gotten to Buffy fans. Like a trade, yeah. Yeah. Raven says, I didn't watch Buffy while it was on the air. I was like seven and a half years old when the season five finale aired. <laughs> we don't feel old at all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I watched the show starting the middle of 11th grade on Netflix. The first time I saw the finale, I cried like a baby. I knew there'd be more Buffy. There were two more seasons on Netflix, mm-hmm. but it was devastating nonetheless. The whole episode was a whirlwind because I was so sad about Tara and then she was better, but then Buffy died. <laughs> I was glad to be able to go right into the next season. It was funny because I had planned on going to bed after that episode, but had to watch more after that finale. I was a disaster at school the next day since I just straight up didn't sleep. I would imagine that especially going into season six, you're like, okay, I can't go to sleep after the gift. Okay, well, becoming part one is a bummer. Okay, well, so is becoming part two. (laughs) Ryan says, we did not get the WB with our standard cable until spring 2001. Buffy was the show I was most excited to finally watch. I had been a big fan of the movie, and what little fandom buzz I allowed myself to read, all to avoid spoilers, were very positive and even better than the movie. I followed our cable updates closely, waiting for the ad. Hyped and ready, I tuned in to Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the very first time on Tuesday, May 22nd, 2001. (laughs) (laughs) The episode, The Gift. (laughs) (laughs) what an incredible show even without knowing the context or history it was funny and sweet and touching and perfect and buffy is the perfect hero for me and oh wait damn what a way to end to see oh wait she's dead grave and tombstone dead and wait what it's 
it's over over <laughs> and then the wb's thank you note for 100 episodes did i just watch the series finale <laughs> i was crushed i waited for four oh. long years to finally watch this show how vigilant I was to avoid even the smallest spoilers. And I go and watch what I believed was the final episode and the main character (laughs) dies. Heartbroken. I went through all five stages of grief in the following hours afterwards. I knew I had found something special. The relief of the announcement that UPN picked up season six and seven was the biggest relief. And soon after that, FX started airing reruns that summer. So I caught up for the new stuff. Nice. been hooked ever since uh i also do not re- recommend this episode as anyone's first exposure to <laughs> oh that is that is wonderful <laughs> thank you everyone for sharing your stories they were so great to read i just started watching this new show dexter it's about i guess how this one guy becomes a lumberjack i, I want to see what happens next i only watched like one season of that the finale includes a lot of the characters just randomly dying or going other places and the very end is dexter the serial killer just becomes a lumberjack well at least he still gets to cut things yep he's been working on chopping up those femurs for so long a lot of femur work yep so we get a classic buffy opener mm-hmm. dude running through an alley uh, murder alley in that murder alley um buffy comes out of <laughs> the back door of the mu- mu- magic box all after school special. Mm-hmm. Are you guys having a fight? Because, you know, fighting's not cool. <laughs> um, I like how she tells him, like, ever hear the phrase, oh, God, my leg, my leg. <laughs> she breaks his leg, catches the flying debris for a stick. I loved mm-hmm. every moment yeah. of this. This is just the very best opener ever. Mm-hmm. Well, you could tell it was definitely one of those things where it was like, Justice really wanted to give like a really good vampire scene for this last episode of the season, last episode on the WB. Yeah. So I gotta say, like, you know, all the Buffy writers are great. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm obviously I love the show. So I, yeah. I love the people who write the show for me. Mm-hmm. Um, for me specifically, they do it all for me because yeah. the world revolves around me. Um, but I gotta say, you really can tell the episodes that are actually written by Doss. Yeah. Yeah. The, the like, voice is very present. Uh, it's just, a, it's just, it's very tight. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very well done. And we get, of course, the victim yelling out, but, but you're just a girl. She says, that's what I keep saying. And they break into the new theme song. No doubts. I'm just a girl. <laughs> uh, so Giles has been reading the, um, sheets, the stuff they stole from Doc. And it says that releasing the energy of the key, i.e. blood, mm-hmm. will lower the walls between dimensions. Glory will use that to go back home, not caring that it will unleash hell on Earth. If you stop the energy, the walls go back up. But because the key is now human, stopping the energy means killing Dawn. But it's okay. Buffy has a plan. Yep. We stop Glory before she starts the ritual. Because if the ritual starts, mm-hmm. you have no choice but to kill Dawn. Uh, Buffy is not hearing this option, mm-hmm. understandably. Yeah. Like they, I don't, I don't know what you could say to me to get me to kill my brother. <laughs> That's not going to be a thing. Um, and she has this very touching speech where she says, "She's more than my sister. She's me. The monks mm-hmm. made her from me." I, I just this goddamn episode is so tight. And mm-hmm. here, I mean, here's the difference between the weight of the world and the gift. Every word spoken in this episode has a purpose. Mm-hmm. This is not just a touching speech where Buffy is, yeah. you know, expressing to us how much she loves her sister and mm-hmm. why I could never kill her. 
this also becomes very important in the climax that yep. you're reminded this is not this person was made from a part of me. They took a they took my blood mm-hmm. and they made this person. Yeah. She's technically the same physical mm-hmm. being as me. Yeah. So well done, but like you don't feel in this moment that you're mm-hmm. you know being reminded of exposition. It's just a very touching speech yeah. about her sister. Plus, the scene does get a great like uh, Giles authoritarian moment. Where it was like, yes, we bloody well are. Ooh. Oh, I love it. I, I like his. Then he gets the testosterone going. Mm-hmm. He did, and I'm a fan. And like the British properness with which he like, like bloody well are. Yeah. Uh, I love yep. It. I do like Bobby says I love you all, but that if that ritual starts, I'm still protecting Dawn. And Spike pops up. But then when you say you love us all, <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. I also love Anya. Aww. Anya's like she's my favorite. I feel the most. Um, kinship with her in this episode because i feel like that like this is me kind of being like okay guys proactive plan let's make a chart of pros and cons let's figure this out (laughs) it's like how are we going to stop glory before the ritual let's brainstorm people (laughs) uh xander offers up again this is important to bring up because later can we kill ben yeah and they're all like no you can't just kill a guy yes you can he's a dick yeah he's a dick you can do that and I think, like, if you can justify killing in self-defense, which, given the Knights of Byzantium, uh, sorry, Knights of Butt Stuff. Um, Brilliantine. <laughs> the Knights of Barium. Cream. Yep. Um, I think you, you, you can also justify killing the one guy who's at least somewhat complicit with the god who wants to destroy the world in order to prevent that god from destroying the world. Also, like... Ben also is trying to kill your sister. Like he's now in on this plan. Yeah. I mean, they don't they don't know that yet, but they they have to know that he I mean, I guess they could assume that maybe Ben didn't know any of this by the same magic they didn't know Ben was part of Glory. But even so, like But even if you kill Glory and if you're somehow able to kill this immortal glo- god mm. in her immortal god state, you yeah. killed Glory. Yeah. You're still killing Ben. Yeah. He's dead either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you can fucking kill him. Kill that guy. Uh, but they also point out like it's very, it's a you know low chance that yeah. you're actually going to see Ben. Uh, Willow points out we don't have to kill Glory. We just have to distract her long enough so she misses her window. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? Anya's miss ideas over here. Mm-hmm. We've got the Dagon Sphere. Yep. Which, off. why have they not brought out earlier? Right? Like, I mean, we just. Why did we, they put that in deep storage? Yeah, they can't even find it later. Where yeah. is that really important thing? And then Olaf's hammer, which I'm mm. glad that serves a purpose later. Oh, I love it. Uh, so where is Glory? And Tara says, "Big day, have to be there." This is also yeah. going to be important later because it's a fucking tight script. <laughs> ben is now helping the minions because he's a fucking coward. Yep, he's a goddamn spineless coward. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, Ben. Yeah. Let's say that your side wins. Now that you're on Glory's side, your mm-hmm. side win. Buffy go, or Glory goes to the hell dimension. You cease to exist anyways. So you're buying yourself what? Five minutes? <laughs> Two hours? Kill yourself. Um, Kill yourself. <laughs> Kill yourself. Uh, the the sex does not promote suicide. Um, unless you're this specific Ben. I can't remember your last the, name. Yeah. Ben... Um, I think Kenobi. That one, yeah. That old wizard. <laughs> that guy. He's and you're crazy sharing, old man. sharing a body with a hell god. Mm-hmm. 
I, well, I guess from the, the argument they had last episode, you could maybe draw the conclusion that Gloria kind of was saying like, oh no, you'll come along with. Ugh. So you want to go to hell? Yeah. Or like, her being like, I'll just separate us. Yeah. I don't trust you, hell bitch. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, how can you trust her? She is the definition of untrustworthy. <laughs> I mean, uh. And, uh, B, you said it yourself. How can you live with that? Yeah. That you not only, like, killed this girl, you wreak unimaginable havoc on your world. You let her go wreak havoc on another world. You're just causing so much pain and misery. So, you, what, you can, you can play Quincy MD? Come on. <laughs> better, better to go down as a hero, buddy. Glory goes, uh, or Ben, Glory, one of the, or sorry. Glory. Glory. <laughs> Glory goes, uh, to Dawn and says, put on this dress to make my killing you go more smoothly. No. Yeah. She starts screaming, be Glory, be Glory. I do like that. Yeah. And yeah. I like her logic too of mm-hmm. like, at least you're upfront about the fact yeah. that you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. Cause Ben's a bitch. <laughs> bitch. Bitch. So Glory lets Dawn know how the ritual works. Mm-hmm. Once you start to bleed, either the world ends or you die. Yeah. Again, stuff's going to be so important yeah. later because this script is so good. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I feel like it, it would be very easy to, to miss that or make that part of like Buffy has to tell Dawn that. And then Dawn makes the decision. But it's like, no, you having it here is so much better because then Dawn has that going through her mind the mm-hmm. entire episode. And you don't have to have that be part of the moment with her and Buffy later on, which you don't want that to be part of that scene. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, really, really smart script writing. So they're, they're still at the, um, still talking about the Dawn thing and Giles mm-hmm. apologizes. He says, sorry, but it's my job to do the things that others can't. Yep. And Buffy says, if you try to hurt Dawn, I will stop you. Mm-hmm. And they say, how many apocalypses now? Mm-hmm. Giles says six by my count. So I went back and checked. Yep. Number one, the master. Mm-hmm. Number two, Akathala. Mm-hmm. Number three, Zeppo. Yep. That one was hard for me to remember. Yeah, that, that one's an easy that one was to tricky. miss. Graduation day, number mm-hmm. four. Number five, doomed. Mm-hmm. And number six, the gift. Yep. Because remember, they don't remember the wish. Wait, Ben is glory? <laughs> Buffy says, I sacrificed Angel because I was sure it was the right thing to do. And I don't feel that way now. Dawn dies, I quit. Also, you die too, because if Dawn dies, Helma, or I guess, no, because that means you close the hell. Anyways, if Dawn dies, I quit. Yeah. I'm not to harp on this, but this is also really important because other mm-hmm. people are going to be saying yeah. she sacrificed Angel to save the world. Why can't she do that with Dawn? Yeah. And this is why. Mm-hmm. Joss, you're so smart. You're so smart, Joss. Well, yeah, and I think it's, it's nice, yeah, showing that she's grown as a character. There's more moral complexity in the show in general at this point. Dawn's it's, not a vampire. Yep. <laughs> Dawn's not a creepy old per vampire hitting on teenage girls. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's one thing where sometimes it can get a bit too heavy, but I like in this season, also very heavily in next season, how they kind of have an interesting time showing the characters not being sure what to do. Mm-hmm. And I know some people don't like that as much. And that's a big complaint with the next season. I know a lot of people have, but even though it falters sometimes, I really like that as a way to kind of expand a show in its later seasons mm-hmm. where, you know, 
if it was just every finale after, you know, season two was either like the master or I have to kill somebody I love because it's the right thing to do. Just like those kind of get repetitive. Fina- yeah. yeah. And there are some shows that kind of do that. Sure. Um, or do some kind of variation on that. And that just gets kind of boring after a while. Yeah, you know, Buffy is so great in that each season's finale has this like, it's not just like a bigger and stronger mm-hmm. baddie, but also this added thing. Yeah. Season one was just a baddie. Season mm-hmm. two was a baddie that she had in a, this really strong mm-hmm. emotional attachment with. Yeah. Season three had the added element of faith yeah. in there. Um, season four, they she couldn't do it alone. This mm-hmm. They had to do the enjoining thing. Season five, you got this, you know, sister thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Six, you've got, you know, we don't actually want to kill the bad guy. That's yeah. our, that's, that's my best friend. Yeah. Uh, and then season seven is, you know, just everything. The kitchen sink. <laughs> Ucho Slayers. Xander and Anya are fitting in some boinking time before the world ends. Whoa. I mean, I'd want to get off one more time. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I mean, they talk about it as a stress reliever, but I kind of like to think it's more romantic that like, mm. if we're going to die, I love you. And I want to do this, Aww. this thing that I love with you one more time. They run to the Buffy bot. Yep. Again, really important. That's in there. <laughs> and I, I had forgotten because it's been a while since I've, it's been a while since I've watched <laughs> this episode that, of course, it does come up later in the episode. It's like, oh, they're just setting up for next season. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd, I forgot. Oh, no, of course. It's in the finale. Yeah. I just, I love them so much right here. This is such a good scene to them. Pervert. Other pervert. Mm-hmm. So cute. <laughs> and then Xander proposes. Oh, they love each other. And I'm I don't sure think I could be goes, any more nervous wow. than I am in this moment. Went to bed. Yeah. Oh, so cute. It is adorable. And then she slaps him. Yep. You're proposing to me because you know the world's going to end and you won't have to follow through with it. Because it's, it's not. Because it's not. It's so I love them so much. They're uh-huh. so cute. Buffy says to Willow, you're my big gun. You're the strongest mm-hmm. one here. Uh, and Willow's plan is to uh, reverse what Glory did to Tara, which would then disorient her, which makes sense. If nice. she needs a brain to stay sane mm-hmm. in the world, take away a brain. Yep. She's going to get back to that. And I do like that they don't go for the easy fix that I wouldn't have even minded of like, oh, with Glory defeated, all the crazy people go back to normal. I would be fine with that. That's, you know, a trope that I can understand. It's hard to write around. But it's like, no, they made it specifically like Willow does something to save her girlfriend. This one person. Yeah. And I think that's that's pretty cool. It is, although it does make me a little sad that these people just stay crazy. Yeah. I mean, we can still assume maybe it does about, get fixed. They all die in bargaining part one. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, Tara slaps Willow. Oh, don't make Willow sad. That is the primary rule. Sad Willow. Stop making Willow sad. Don't make Willow sad. Her face. Which is, I'm going to bring you back. Mm. Fucking Allison Hannigan. Just, mm. you're just. Give this girl the Emmy. <laughs> uh, Buffy takes Spike home with her to get weapons. I just had to throw that in because it sounded dirty when I said it. She just she, she Ooh, says, come home. And, uh, you know, I just want to get one last in before. <laughs> he can't come in. And he's so sweet about like, you could just pass him over the he's, threshold. He's just like a, a puppy yeah. who knows he did something bad. Like, really I, am, I, I accept that this I'm, is my punishment. I'm sorry I tried to force you into loving me by almost getting you killed by my ex-girlfriend. I, it's a thing we've all done, guys. <laughs> I respect your decision. So just, you know, 
hand me the weapons. It's cool. He's not upset. Mm-hmm. And she invites him in. And he's so happy, but he's, he's trying to play so cool, but he's so happy. bad at it. He's so happy. <laughs> oh. And he's trying so hard not to smile, but he can't help yep. it. He smiles anyway. Mm-hmm. And his heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> I see you smiling. You're not fooling me. You're so happy right now. You're so happy. Happy Spike. Uh, happy Spike makes up for Sad Willow. <laughs> that is, I think that's why they ordered these seeds this way. The balance, like, you know. Yeah, make Willow say, oh, Happy Spike. They okay. have to sandwich it even. They're yeah. like, Anya Xander proposal. Sad Willow. But look, it's Happy Spike. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's okay. You need two to make up for Sad Willow. It's like how, when you get a, uh, do a workout, you have to have your warm-up and your cool-down. <laughs> yeah. Buffy says, we won't all make it. I'm counting on you to protect her. Mm. And he says, till the end of the world, even if that happens to be tonight. Mm. I think super important, too, in this scene is when he he admits that he knows she never loved him. Yeah. That's so important for yeah. him to acknowledge Yes. As, uh, it's, I'm so glad they put that in. Cause that's another thing where I could easily see you cutting that for time. Yes. But what a growth moment yeah, from where he's been like six episodes moment. ago. Yeah. And I love how he can't finish the sentence. He goes, I know I'm a monster, but you treat me like a man. And that's. Yeah. And he doesn't even yeah. have the words. And oh, mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah. So they're, they're ready. Mm-hmm. Willow goes to Tara and says, is there somewhere you should be? It's okay. You can go. Mm. So they're going to follow her to the tower. On her way out, Tara says to Giles, you're a killer. <sighs> mm. Foreshadowing. The look on Giles' face. Mm-hmm. He's, he's very creeped out. Yeah. Buffy reminds them, the ritual starts, we all die. And I'll kill anyone who comes near Dawn. But then we get the great, not exactly the St. Crispin speech, is it? Me <laughs> <laughs> few. We happy few. We band of buggers. I fucking what? love this episode. I fucking love I've, this episode. Now, I've seen this listed as band of buggered. Yeah. I've always thought it was band of buggers. No. Which makes more sense to me. No. Buggered is a, a British term. Because the yeah. thing is band of brothers. Yeah. But, it's, but he Britishes it. Yeah, but it's I mean, still... St. Crispin's speech was originally. Yes. I, I, yeah, I get yes. it. Uh, the letters. But, like, I like. Like, like bugger, like I like that it's still a word for like a group of people, not just like a verb. I don't Is know. it a, a a name for a group of people? I thought Buggers. buggered means that like you're buggered means that like you're fucked up. I've never heard yeah. of buggers as a person. I feel like I have. Maybe I'm wrong, but either way, it's still a nice moment. So Tara leads them to the tower. Gloria spots her. I mean, that's a feel kind of bad for Tara that she's like, no, I'm going to do my job. Yeah, I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. Hi ho, hi ho! <laughs> Glory immediately stops her. What are you doing here? <laughs> I'm here to work, bitch. You're the one calling me. I'm gonna put in for overtime. <laughs> Willow pops up. She's here with me. Uh... Hands and the spell, and it works. Mm-hmm. Glory's a loopy. And Buffy shows up with the Dagon sphere. Oh, and a credit shot. I feel like, like, don't. Don't just toss it to her. Yeah, like smash it in her face. What if she just like stepped out of the way? Or like the idea was that like being, it being around you yeah. disorients her. So don't let her just, dist- like put that in your pocket. Yeah. Put it, put it on a chain, tie it around your neck mm-hmm. so that when she gets close to you, she's like, ah, my brain. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it, it's never like 
Lex Luthor's plan is, I'm just going to throw a ball of kryptonite at Superman and see what happens. No, it's get it near him. And yeah. so he's like, ah, the minions, <laughs> this will be our day of glory. Ooh. <laughs> uh, the Scooby show up. Looking awesome. Anya with the bat. Another credit shot. Spike just like leaping and launching mm-hmm. himself into some people. Yep. And Tara's back. It worked. <gasps> yeah. You got so lost. We have Happy Willow again for like five minutes. But we got Happy. But you know when it's Happy Tears, don't make Willow cry. <laughs> Glory kills the Buffy bot. <laughs> oh, this joke. It never it's, gets old. It's it's perfect every time. It's so now. First off, I remember I did not see this coming. Yep. The first time I saw mm-hmm. this, I'm like, oh, that, oh, that show. of course you'd use that. Yeah. Of course you would. <laughs> Claire Kramer's delivery of like, Slayer's a robot. Okay. Did everyone know, know that the Slayer's a robot? <laughs> uh. And of course we get the great pun. Mm-hmm. You're not the brightest god in the heavens, are you? <laughs> Here's my thing, though. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they have been more effective if they both went after uh, Glory at the same time rather than waiting for... Like, what was the Slayer doing while Glory was fighting the bot? Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Like, why... Or why wouldn't she, like, distract Glory with the robot and then try to, like, sneak up the tower? Right. Yeah, exactly. She just seems to be, like, standing there waiting. I think they should have... Yeah, maybe showing her trying to like sneak into the tower. Mm-hmm. Um, although you don't, you want it to be an audience reveal too. I don't, yeah. And that's, that's a thing where logically it doesn't make that much sense, but the moment in the show is cool enough that I'll forgive it. Mm-hmm. Buffy's got the troll hammer. Fucking love this thing. But what kind of hammer is it? Troll! <laughs> Remember last time to do it? Troll! <laughs> Uh, they fight while climbing up the tower. Oh, it's such a cool fight. It's really, really wonderfully choreographed. Um, and like the, yeah, the combination between like falling and climbing and mm-hmm. fighting and then I'm going to crawl up the side of it and then it stares. Oh, uh, using chains. Oh, it's, it's fun. Eventually they fall off it. Mm-hmm. Which sets Glory up for Sander with the wrecking ball. Uh, he came in like a wrecking ball. All right, guys, I'm out of here. <laughs> No, I finally did it. <laughs> I've been told by my lawyers I'm legally obligated to finish the episode. <laughs> you knew I was going to make that joke. <laughs> uh. Meanwhile, Doc is on the tower. Oh, no. And he says, it doesn't matter if you distract Glory, I'll still bleed Don. This fucks up our whole plan. It really does suck. And it makes sense that like this would work because mm-hmm. the Scoobies have no idea he's going to be there. Yeah. So they really think that it's got it's got to be Glory. Although couldn't the minions have done it? I well the thing that I like about it is that it is specifically Doc who is like shown himself to be like I'm above those low level minions. Mm-hmm. So even though it's not explicitly said, and I get how people can be like, well, that's just your own head can. I like that it is this other mysterious, we assume high level, very powerful demon that does it. Because you can kind of assume only somebody of that power could do the ritual. Fair. All right. Yeah. I'll take that. Willow does some telepathy magic with Spike. Cool. Great. She, I mean, just so much new magic this episode. She's really been studying, guys. 
Willow and Tara clasp hands just like they did the first time they did a spell together so that they can push the people away just like they did the candy machine. God damn it, this episode is fucking good. You're going a little dawn here, clenching those teeth. This episode's so good. Why didn't this one win an Emmy? Um, this one doesn't even, like, this didn't get nominated the way Hush did. This one should have been nominated. Uh, I I think it was uh, all the, the WP people were mad that they lost the show, so they s- sabotaged it. Bastards. Yep, that's that's my theory. So Spike is up top on the tower. Doc just immediately stabbed him. Yeah. Like, Spike's usually pretty good in a fight. Yeah. Well, I and I like this, too, because I feel like it is a perfect scenario to show where Spike would be at a disadvantage because he's such like a crazy brawler that like throws himself around and really like goes rough and tumble. So mm. if you're against somebody who's very agile on a thin surface mm. over a high, a great height, you can't throw yourself around because then you'll just fall off. So yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That's a good explanation for that. Mm-hmm. We get go, go gadget tongue. Go, go gadget tongue. <laughs> and then doc. Throw them from the tower. Oh, I love the moment of Spike like looking at Don like, no. He's so terrified for her and mm-hmm. so like feels so terrible that he's mm-hmm. failed. Ugh. The hammer is getting to glory. This is working. I actually like Claire Kramer. This guy, I started to feel bad for her. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's this is the shit beat this, It looks painful. And she's mm-hmm. like, she's like, begging her to stop and mm-hmm. like having to remind myself like oh, she's gonna bring about the end of the world this is good she's bad <laughs> she's bad but oh i feel bad she's, for her. she's like a, a lady hitler just keep thinking that that uh, buffy my arm's not even tired Oof. glory turns to ben uh buffy tells ben leave yeah. us alone he's like we will yeah you can't promise shit yeah. for glory yeah you you couldn't convince her not to wear a certain dress let yeah. alone not to get revenge she leaves and overwalks Giles. He says, Buffy could never take a human life, except that guy in that skating rink that one time. <laughs> that was a possible demon. <laughs> says she's a hero. She's not like us. Ugh. Talking about how he, she's going to pay for that mercy. Yep. Ugh. Which is true. All of mm-hmm. this is true. Like, the, I understand why she's, like, going for the mercy. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's a bad choice. Glory's not just going to let you go. Mm-hmm. She's going to try to figure out some other way to get back, and she's going to take her revenge out on you. Here's a really important detail. I feel like this is the first time I really mm-hmm. noticed it. Giles puts on his glasses. Yep. Why do you think that is? Why in this moment does he need to see in detail what he's doing? I, I think it's about being honest about what he's doing. I like that. That that he 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 is under no illusions of of who he is. I mean, he says he's not a hero. Mm-hmm. Right before he does it, he puts on his glasses and he does what what he feels he ne- needs to be done, which is a horrible and cruel act. But like you said, it's pretty justified. Mm-hmm. And I think th- th- this is like one of my all time favorite character moments for Giles. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's fantastic and unexpected yet also in the episode not just the you're a killer foreshadowing but everything he's done in this episode and really in the series leading up to this it makes sense yet it's still surprising Mm -hmm. and that is the best kind of character development absolutely and they even say very you know shortly ago um he says i'm i'm 
have to do the things that others can't. Yes. And yeah. this is exactly yeah, what this right. is. So Ripper suffocates Ben. Mm-hmm. Doc, meanwhile, cuts Dawn just enough to make her bleed but not kill her. Mm-hmm. Buffy arrives and he says, this should be interesting. And she just shoves him off the uh, tower. I'd like a little Indiana Jones moment. I, like I it. love it. That's great. I also just did not need to see. Another fight. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Especially like with Doc. Like, you know, she's winning. Come on. Yeah. She just almost kills Glory. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. As Buffy starts to escort Dawn off the tower, Dawn's blood drips. And the portal opens. Oh, no. We get badness right away here. We get a mm-hmm. sinkhole. Yep. We get xenomorphs, an earthquake, a dragon. Oh, no. No shrimp. So we're not even get, getting the good shrimp universe. Where are the shrimp? Yeah. I did not see a unicorn or a rainbow. Nope. Dawn sees what happens mm-hmm. and volunteers to sacrifice herself to close a the portal. A character moment for Dawn. You've come so far. Yes. Remember beginning of this season how much we hated you? Yeah. And like, yeah, and just in general, she made everything about her. And she's really grown up. Granted, she's had a lot of experiences to make this happen. But having her kind of make the sacrifice play is the perfect character development for her character in this season. It's fantastic. Buffy sees what's happening. She remembers death is your gift. She remembers the monk made her for me. Mm -hmm. And she says, Dawn, listen to me. Listen, I love you. I will always love you. But this is the work that I have to do. Tell Giles, tell Giles I figured it out. And I'm okay. And give my love to my friends. You have to take care of them now. You have to take care of each other. You have to be strong. Don, the hardest thing in this world is to live with it. Be brave. Live for me. And she takes a running leap and dives into the portal and comes out the other side. And the Scoobies find her. They violate the primary rule of the series. Do not make Willow cry. Stop doing it. You did it it twice in one episode. And I just... Nope. Oh. So Willow absolutely kills. It's when Mm. Willow loses it that I lose it. And then Spike, I'm just... Even Giles, who, like, never breaks down that much, breaks down. I cried so hard, and I've seen this episode so many times, but I was crying so goddamn hard. You know another thing, before we get too far away from it, that I really love? Even before Buffy starts giving the speech, Dawn and Buffy have a look, and Dawn gets what Buffy's about to do before she says anything. And that's another great little moment because, you know, obviously they can't have a lot of moments together because that's the whole point of the episode. They're not together. There's this great moment to show their connection, that they are truly like sisters and super connected. Mm -hmm. I think that's another just like a thing that if it wasn't there, you wouldn't miss it. But the fact that it's there makes it so much better. Yeah, it adds a lot. Speaking of a lot. We get a tombstone. says... Buffy Ann Summers, beloved sister, devoted friend. She saved the world a lot. She did. Yeah. And she I feel really like that's did. the number one piece of Buffy trivia and non-Buffy things. Like, what is it, what did it say on Buffy's tombstone in the series Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Which is kind of a weird bit of trivia, because 
kind of a spoiler if you haven't never seen the Major series. Major spoiler if you've never seen the yeah. series. So what did you think of this one? Oh, it sucked, bro. <laughs> There's like hardly even like any um uh cars in it. <laughs> no explode well, it might be an explosion. I'm not yeah. quite sure. <laughs> I was having trouble like for the bit <laughs> thinking of like what did it not have that I could complain about? And I was having trouble. There were no transformers. Like there was no no The Buffy bot didn't even look like a like like a kick ass yeah. robot. Yeah, the robot didn't even change form. There were no boobs. <laughs> there were a lot of boobs. They were just all covered with cloth. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count, bro. Could have had some like demon boobs or something coming out of that portal. <laughs> oh, there you go. Demon boobs just floating around. Uh, no, this is great. This is like one of the best episodes of the series. It's fantastic. I actually, after watching it this time, I think I'm going to change my answer. I think this is the best episode of the entire series. I think this is my absolute favorite. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be hard pressed arguing against that. It's it's just so tight. And it's like yeah. I, previously I said my I've always said my favorite episode is Becoming Part 2, mm-hmm. which is still a, you know, yeah. probably my second favorite. But this one can stand alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that like if you've never watched I mean, obviously, you know, yeah. one of our stackers has never watched back before and watched it, but it's not a two-parter, so it yeah. just feels it's so tight. There mm-hmm. is every information that it, piece of information in there needs to be, be yeah. there is important and is done in a way that is interesting and not boring mm-hmm. and it is plot or character driven. Yeah. It's it's it is screenwriting perfection. Why did this not win an Emmy? <laughs> I don't know. There's probably some other show that was really popular at the time. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh friends got it. I don't know. <laughs> Just fucking robbed. I gotta say, like, after reading, uh, Ryan's story about this being the first episode he ever watched, I was, I keep thinking about this a lot. Like, I've been thinking about this yeah. ever since I read that story. And, like, is this a terrible one to be your first episode? Yeah, it's, Only because, uh, the like, so high. the bar is really high, but, like, if you, if you had tuned in and the first time you watched Buffy, it was Goodbye Iowa, mm-hmm. you might not keep watching. <laughs> He might, or like you turn into I Robot Eugene, you'd be like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> I think like, I'm out. This is the one you, I've, I've had that experience before where I was watching like, I can't remember which episode it was offhand, but just like a not great episode of the new Doctor Who when a friend like came over. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is Doctor Who. I'm like, yeah, but like this isn't, like don't, don't judge it on this. Not based don't, on this one. Don't, this is like, this isn't a great one. Yeah. And they're like, no, it's, it's okay. It's fine. Like I, I'm not going to like, you know disallowed because of this so yeah i think it does set the bar really high but also like it's gonna grab you like if you can watch Mm -hmm. this episode and be like i don't want to see more you're dead on the inside then you don't like um television you're just not a person yeah um i only um i only like uh books I mean, I enjoy books too, but like... I don't enjoy any uh, visual entertainment that is not strictly words. <laughs> if you were to write out the script and present it on a screen, I would enjoy it. <laughs> so now that we've finished season five, mm-hmm. what do you think of the season as a whole? It is a weird season. It's weird. I mean, I know it's it's become a cliche of our show, but man, does Riley bring down the season. Uh, Riley and Cancer bring down the season. I... Don't mind the can. Oh, I don't think the cancer stuff would be as bad if the rest of the season didn't have other stuff bringing it down in other ways. Mm-hmm. I, 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 there are things that I definitely would have changed about the cancer storyline, but especially because Body is such like a solid hour of television. 
that I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is definitely a problem of, especially the last half of the season, being a bit more of a bummer mm-hmm. than um, I think the show usually functions best at. But most of that, I think, is well done bummer. Just a little mm-hmm. too much of it. So I my bigger problem is Riley, but I could see how the 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 cancer stuff on top of that it is makes it a little bit less fun to rewatch but i do think there's a lot of really excellent stuff in this season what so i usually say that season 5 is my least favorite mm-hmm. um i'm going to reserve that judgment till we get through 7 yeah um but what's interesting to me is like season 4 is a season where the monster of the week episodes are great Mm -hmm. and the arc heavy ones are terrible uh season five is the opposite Mm -hmm. i feel like where the arc have the arc heavy ones are great Mm -hmm. the monster of the week ones are like what the so there's a the big snake with the arms and yeah and the queller and no thank you yeah no it's it's interesting how it's opposite and i think the reason I usually choose four over five is that at least the, the good episodes in four are lighthearted and fun mm. and we get some great penis jokes. Um, whereas the, the good episodes in five are great. Yeah. Oh, but I cry a lot. I cry a lot this season. <laughs> See, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, it's just the criteria I, I just, but I, I don't mind the crying as much. It doesn't bring down a season for me as much. Mm. Um, I would have, I'd be fine with it if the yeah. monster of the week ones were lighter. Yeah. I think it definitely should have, it should have had more of that. Um, and again, I think a better solution could have had a lot more time for that if, uh, that Riley motherfucker had gotten out of there earlier. Get rid of that bitch. <laughs> Just kill him off. He the took the first up so episode. much screen time that could have been used for literally anything else in anything. the series. Uh, all right, everybody in the auditorium. Um, okay. We stop, we stop the music. Put down your punch for a sec. We're going to give out the class awards. To celebrate the end of season five, we want to nominate our season five yearbook awards. Woo. Who did you name for biggest party animal? Biggest party animal. I think this one's kind of obvious. Olaf. Olaf. Yeah. yeah. He literally <laughs> drank a keg with one hand. <laughs> and he's How could he not be? The biggest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, worst dressed. Uh, this one is, I, I think might be a bit of an upset. I'm going to say Tara. Ooh. But that is, with the caveat, it's mostly because in the last couple of episodes, she's wearing nothing but, like, skanky-looking pajamas. Yeah, they need to be washed. Yeah. Uh, I said the Minions. Mm, I love a classic robe. <laughs> My backup was Worst the Knights makeup. of Brilliantine. Oh. Ooh, that is, that is a good one. <laughs> yeah. That is a good one. The question is, like, which is worse? Trucker hat. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's the trucker hat. The Ashton Kutcher Knights. Who did you have for best dressed? Best dressed? Oh, obviously, Glory. Glory, yeah. <laughs> she looks fabulous. Mm-hmm. Most likely to be famous? This one uh, might be a little odd. April. Because she is so conspicuous. <laughs> she's just going <laughs> to She's just gonna become famous as like, oh, this is a horrible uh, monster rampaging that looks like a 20-year-old girl, but it's also throwing people through windows. I said Dracula, because he's famous. <laughs> he is famous. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I guess it doesn't say most likely to become famous. He's already famous. He's maintaining his fame. <laughs> most likely to succeed. This one, I know people will give me shit because they can say, oh, but he failed. Doc. Because oh. he's, as far as we can tell, immortal. 
We know he can sing and dance. He can fight. He's got a nice suit. I think he's going to do great. I said, again, I think I'm also going to get some hatred for this. Warren. (laughs) Yeah. As much as I hate him. He really, I mean, he, he, that's, that's a pretty impressive invention. Mm-hmm. It's terrible and diabolical and disgusting. Yeah. The way that it's used. Yes. But the science of yeah. it is impressive. Mm-hmm. And I think if he were to use his powers for good, mm-hmm. he could like make a lot of money in Silicon yep. Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that reminds me of, um, did you ever see the, the movie Flubber? Yes. With Robin Williams. Uh, one thing that was pointed out to me once, and I can never think about that movie without thinking about how ridiculous it is. Like he's talking about how he has to make this flubber stuff to become like rich and famous when he has a floating artificially intelligent robot as his sidekick. Yeah. Sell any one of the patents <laughs> that's making that work. Do that. And you will be the next Steve Jobs. Yeah. Uh, class clown. Um, I will put for this year Anya because I feel like she was oh. the most consistently like funny and light because even Xander was like, a bit of a bummer more this year than Yeah, usual. he was very angry a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the Buffy bot. Ooh, that's nice. She's fun. <laughs> Most improved. Most improved. Dawn. Me too. Yeah. By she, a lot. I, I was barely saying damn it, Dawn, by the end of the season. <laughs> barely. Best couple. This one is tough. I'm going to give it to Willow and Tara. Because it made me cry in the finale when they had the lost and found line. I can't even say it without tearing up. So I'm not going to. But close second, Ben and Glory. Oh, no. <laughs> That's incestuous. Well, no, because they're, they're a couple and that they share the same body. Okay, fine. You're wrong. The answer is Anya and Xander. I, I don't know. They got so great this season. There's, I mean, They're like, both great. <sighs> they had some, so many good moments from mm-hmm. like replacement where they have like she realizes she's mortal and that's a thing and like the way he treats her idiosyncrasies Mm -hmm. as adorable and triangle was a great growing moment and then he proposes and i just love it but like she was lost lost. it's i yes so we have a new category Mm -hmm. this year Biggest tool of the patriarchy. I think that's in most yearbooks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It should be. I feel like you should be called out on it. I actually, I wouldn't be surprised if that was in some yearbooks. It should be. This is hard this year. There are a lot of good examples. I'm going to go with the one that, even though there's not as much of it, I feel like it's the purest. Because if you were to like do a police sketch of... The patriarchy. It might come up looking like this character, sure. Quentin Trevers. Ah, yeah. Uh, that I. So I have a first, second, and third. Ooh, I had a hard time deciding. <laughs> uh, my first place was Warren. Yep. Yep. That's another fantastic choice. <laughs> second place was Riley. Yep. Also. Yeah. Valentine. Oh, because he was just doing so much through so many episodes. And third place was Quentin. Yeah. It's it's a who's who of uh patriarchal assholes (laughs) it's okay they all get their come up it's not really riley no well he just i guess kind of mellows out off screen there you go and your least favorite episode this one i'm actually a little surprised because i i remember not being as offended when we were talking about it but looking back listening to fear Oh, it's absolutely listening to fear yeah it's the worst yeah this is by the way if, if you forgot because the the title is, is very awful. It's the Queller episode. Yeah. 
And also, I got to say, one thing I do not like in the season, a lot of really vague episode titles this season. Yeah, I want it to mean something. Yeah. Um, and it's something that like, it won't just like mean something as you're watching the episode, but if you're like looking through episodes, which episode is this? Mm-hmm. Why would I ever remember listening to Fear is the one with a little baby space demon? Yep. Um, <laughs> oh God, <the> baby <laughs> slugs, not monster so from outer space. <sighs> but I think my reasoning is different. Um, in that I feel like it's more of a, not just does it have a lot of things that bring down the episode of it being like very heavy into sad joy stuff and mm. Riley being a dick. Mm. Um, but I feel like it's more of a missed opportunity than just like a bad concept. Cause I feel like they could have made a good fun episode out mm-hmm. of like, what if there was a demon, but it was from space. I don't, I don't like that premise to start with. I, I, I want to keep outer space yeah. away from, and if they, if something came from outer space, it should be a bigger deal. Yeah. I just, I, I don't mind the idea of like, Something's attacking the crazy people. Mm-hmm. That's where I give any allowances to this episode because yeah. the it lots of sad joy stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like her crazy moments. I don't like the design of the Queller. I don't like the Riley so stuff. Cute. I don't. I hate every. No, it's all terrible. It's just. It's no. It's it's yeah. Um, worst episode of the series. Maybe we're seventh. I really hate that Oof. episode. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that because there's still some moments that I find charming. I don't. I because and here's the thing: it doesn't have the retro camp that I feel like I Robot You Jane does. Mm, okay, I so I, it's just missing that, and yeah. it's replacing it it's with too melody. good for its own good to be bad enough to be so bad it's good. Right. Yeah. Yep. Your favorite episode? Um, I have to give it to the gift. Me as well. I have to. I, I mean, definitely there's some other considerations. The body is a great piece of television. Mm-hmm. Fool, Fool for, for love. love is a fantastic episode. Yep. Again, might have given it to that if it weren't for fucking Riley being in there. Fair. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's in that one. I try to block him out. Yeah. If, if it was just the spike scenes, then I think you might get competition for the gift. But yeah. there's other scenes in that episode, unfortunately. You're right. And the gift is just so super fucking tight. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is like, it's not only that are there great moments, but there are no bad moments in the gift. There's nothing that, yeah. ugh, this. There's, there is nothing that is superlative. Yeah. Or, um, is that the word I'm looking for? Um, extraneous? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no fat to cut out. There's nothing that if you were just like, I want to really quick go through the season or like remind myself, there's nothing you'd fast forward through. Mm-hmm. The way of the world, you can fast forward through half that episode. Easily. More. Yeah. <laughs> So, Sarah McLaughlin, would you uh, assist me in taking a moment? I really thought for a second that you had somehow <laughs> forgotten Sarah Michelle Gellar's name very confidently. I was like, how does this happen? We are like near the end of the series. How do you not know her name? I like that you had in very confidently. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to screw this name up. No, I see see where you're going. Thank you. Okay. Sarah McLaughlin, (laughs) would you assist me in taking a moment to remember those we lost this season? I will remember you. Chinese Slayer. Will you remember me? Nikki Wood. Train. Don't let your love pass you by. April. 
You know that I'll remember you. Joyce. Oh. <laughs> I will remember you. That one's full, real, low. <laughs> Orlando. Really? <laughs> you remember me. Not so much on that one. Gregor. Don't let your Gregor be forgotten. Ben. Uh, that was okay with me. Glory. Do, 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 do. She had nice hair. And Buffy. But it did. Don't worry, check it back. Okay. Perfect impression. <laughs> Love it. Flawless. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Bye, Sarah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> oh, she's leaving on a balloon. <laughs> Bye. Oh, bye. Okay. So now that uh, she's gone on a little trip, why don't we go on a little trip international? Do we get to go on a balloon too? Uh, we can pretend to. Yay! Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon, Das Rhein de Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. Okay, so for Weight of the World, not that many that were terribly different, mostly just plays on the weight of the world or. I think one was the world's weight. Nothing mm. too crazy. French title, Hopeless. Uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. Um, bit of a bummer of an episode title. And then for the gift, French title, Bray on the Nose, The Apocalypse. Okay. Oh, pretty on the nose. I thought you said that the title was Bring on the Nose. <laughs> <laughs> Getting real Dada-esque here. Bring on the Nose. <laughs> The apocalypse, uh, yeah. Now that's a good yeah. one though for Buffy to yeah, like yeah. round out the mm-hmm. their run on this network. But then thankfully we got to the last title, the German one, not letting us down for the gift, the price of freedom. What? <laughs> what? It got like yeah. What? Yeah. What? I guess the price of freedom is sacrifice. Maybe that's a common phrase in Germany or something. Like, the price of freedom is sacrifice. So then it, like, hints at that maybe? I don't know. The thing is that, like, if if the the portal opens, it's not that you're going to be enslaved. You're going to die. Yeah. I guess the the freedom to not be eaten by a pink xenomorph. Yeah. (laughs) That's, I guess, that is an important freedom. It's not in the Constitution. I mean, I don't, I want the freedom to not. That's kind of an implied freedom. <laughs> now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. Well, I actually get a couple of good choices in this one. We do. We have a lot, actually. Mine, I'm going to say, because it is a, a sleigh of sorts, and because I think it's just such an important, well-done moment, Ben. Good call. Mm-hmm. Ben being killed by Giles, I think, is just such a great character moment and just really done beautifully as just a piece of, like, film of television that I I, I just can't give it to anything else. Great answer. Uh, I chose the opening vamp in The Gift. Ooh, that is a nice one, too. I just really love that scene. It is just the quintessential Buffy pre-credit Absolutely. scene. Yeah. And I really like the whole, like, but you're just a girl. Ah! That's what I keep telling everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network.
Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we dust off Bargaining Parts 1 and 2, when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. And even though we're going to uh, UPN, WG, what was the second one? Uh, UPN. Yes, yeah, we're switching networks. The The podcast isn't over. It's We're not like moving over to NPR or something. That'd be weird. Yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> I don't think we'd really fit their programming strategy. <laughs> They're expanding. Yeah. <laughs>